What's up carnivores? This is Carnivore Kurt, your host, and I'm really excited to have you here. Welcome to the channel. I'm super excited. My name is Carnivore Kurt. Carnivore Kurt. I'm gonna be your host. All right, carnivores, just jump right into it. The number one key to doing the carnivore diet, I've really transformed both how I feel, look, just experience life. And I think that the carnivore diet is a tremendously powerful tool for a lot of individuals who are suffering from anxiety, autoimmune Share it with someone who's interested in the carnivore diet. Let's spread the word, let's get this out to people. Let's help others understand more about this and see the bigger picture. Guys, that was a score. Score one for the carnivores. First key is food quality matters. How it was raised, how fresh it is. Number two, optimize your organ sources. Number three is optimize your fat sources. Welcome to the three keys to mastering the keto carnivore diet in 2020. The first key is food quality matters. How it was raised, how fresh it is. Was it on a natural diet? Did it live a natural life? When you're starting out on a carnivore diet, there's a lot of variations you can take, but once you get to an intermediate level where you have a basic understanding, you have to focus on the quality of your food. Conventionally raised beef is not good for the planet, it's not good for the animals, and there's a lot of problems with the nutritional profile and how it benefits your health and your body. These cattle are often raised on unconventional grain-fed diets. They're oftentimes fed large amounts of soy. But UK researchers discovered soy hulls are a high-fiber, low-starch content. Soy is a class of flavonoids which is known to be an endocrine disruptor. They affect your hormones, your testosterone levels. They're not good for your body. They interact with the estradiol receptor in your body and they mess with that. When your animals are eating a lot of soy, that can propagate into the food that you consume when you eat those animals. We don't want higher levels of estrogen, lower levels of testosterone in our body from the meat that we're eating. Also, the quality of the beef matters because there can be mold toxins in the feed that they're fed that can propagate in, there can be hormones. If the animals are sick because they're not getting outside, they're not eating a grass-fed natural diet, then they might be given antibiotics and hormones, which can also be built up in the actual bodies of the animals. And this isn't just beef, we're also talking about eggs. Eggs is a huge staple, rich in vitamins, rich in choline. When you look at eggs and you look at the actual egg quality, what you'll find is that high-quality eggs typically have yellow-tinted whites are thick and they stick to the yolks. This is an indicator that the chicken got outside, it got sunlight, that it was experiencing a more natural environment. Egg yolk color can change based on the feed that they give the chickens, but that brings us to this other point. A lot of chickens are fed a soy feed. The vast majority of chickens, from a farmer's economical perspective, are gonna be fed some grain with soy in it. Again, soy is problematic because it propagates into the food that we eat and then it becomes a phytoestrogen. It can affect our estradiol receptors, it can mess with our hormones, it's not a good thing. Personally, I go to farmer's markets, I talk to the farmers, I buy direct from them and get the highest quality eggs, and I make sure I'm buying soy-free eggs. 15. Okay. Sweet. Pork is really popular. It also can be higher in histamine, but if you get fresh pork, oftentimes you can, you can mitigate those loads. But you have to keep in mind, pork is also fed oftentimes a pea protein. Then reduce feeding costs without affecting animal performance. Peas are often high in lectins and phytic acid. Lectins were made famous by Dr. Stephen Gundry in his book, The Plant Paradox. If you haven't read about lectins, you can read about them. They're protein binding. They're linked to leaky gut and they cause a whole slew of other health issues because of what they do in the human body. So if you're eating food that's consuming high amounts of pea protein, and there's lectins that are in that 
food, then from that food's, that animal's diet, it's gonna potentially affect you. Phytic acid from the pea protein in the pea feed is also going to bind to minerals like calcium, zinc, iron in your body, and it can inhibit your absorption. I've talked about this in my recent testosterone video about how flavonoids, and in particular phytic acid, can affect our minerals absorption, such as calcium and zinc, and contribute to lower levels of testosterone. Another big point around the food quality is fish. Fish in particular, as we know, most people know that the quality of fish is a really big thing with mercury levels and contaminants from the ocean. So when you're eating larger fish like tuna versus smaller fish like sardines or salmon, you're putting yourself at more of a risk of potentially getting a food that has higher up the food chain that's consumed more pollutants from its prey that's accumulated them more from the ocean. But a lot of people like to eat canned sardines like Wild Planet, and there's some amazing nutrients in there. There's bones for calcium. There's a lot of DHA, EPA, omega-3 fatty acids. It's got really good high quality protein in it. The challenge is it's not necessarily fresh. That fish has been potentially oxidized. It's also higher in histamine content. It can be quite high in histamine content. This can affect our tolerance to the food. It can affect our ability to deal with allergies. When we have higher levels of histamine and they get to a certain point where they're too high, then we get allergic reactions and symptoms that you would experience from things like seasonal allergies, such as cedar or pollen or dust mites or dander or things like that from the food that you're consuming. So keep in mind, as you get to the more intermediate and you wanna to get to the more advanced levels of your food, even restaurants, when you go out to eat, you have to ask them where their food comes from, where do they get the fish, where was the beef raised, is it conventionally fed, is there a grass-fed option? Because all these variables are gonna inherently affect what your body ultimately absorbs and what you ultimately get from the diet. This is a more advanced topic, but it's really important to think about food quality is a big deal. When you first start on carnivore, we're not making the, we try not to make great be the enemy of good. And a lot of times just getting rid of the plant phytoalexins, the plant molecules that are bothering you and getting on that elimination diet of, of just eating all meat is going to make drastic health improvements. But when you wanna take things to the next level, food quality is going to feed in and what your food's food quality is and their lifestyle is going to come through in their food and the mineral content in the food is going to affect the nutritional profile as well as what things you don't want to be getting from the food that you're eating. Number two, optimize your organ sources. The devil is in the details here. As with anything, too much of a good thing can be a bad thing. And when we talk about some of the organs in the carnivore diet, the big one that comes to mind is beef liver or even say pork liver or lamb liver. All great sources of a lot of the great micronutrients we need in our diet vitamin A, B vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin D. It has a whole slew of minerals as well, copper, iron, and these are valuable for optimal human health, but you can overdo it. Four ounces of beef liver contains about six times the vitamin A content we need on a daily basis, just four ounces, and seven times the copper we need. Vitamin A is fat soluble. It can accumulate in our bodies. It's more difficult to flush out than B vitamins, which are water soluble, and vitamin C, for example. Too much vitamin A can lead to blurred vision, headaches, sinus pressure, nausea in some cases. And as we mentioned, there's seven times the daily amount of copper needed. Now, copper is a mineral, so it flushes out a little bit easier than vitamin A, but you can still overdo it if you're constantly eating a lot of it, and it can cause oxidative damage in the body when you have too much of it. High levels of oxidative stress can lead to an imbalance of free radicals and antioxidants in the body. Free radicals 
are oxygen-containing molecules that have an imbalance of their electrons. So when they get into the body, they actually suck electrons off because their charge is not balanced of healthy molecules like our protein and our DNA, and they cause what's called oxidative stress, oxidative damage in the body. Much like people talk about how plant molecules are antioxidative, sulforaphane, resveratrol, curcumin, these molecules actually are pro-oxidant. And what happens is they trigger the body's natural antioxidant pathway. And so we call them antioxidant or the food companies focus on just the benefits of the antioxidant triggers that are happening in these molecules. But the other side of the equation is we're actually introducing oxidative damage to our body. We're putting in pro-oxidants in our body where if we just go get sauna or we just go jump in a cold plunge or we exercise, we're not necessarily giving ourselves oxidative stress in the same way when we're introducing something like smoking cigarettes or drinking alcohol or a molecule that's toxic to our bodies. So rather than purely creating these antioxidants in our body, our, our body is actually responding to the oxidative stress and producing antioxidants to balance things back out. I'm 160 pounds. I typically eat two to three ounces of beef liver two to three times a week. I don't need more than that. Beef kidney is much more balanced. In fact, the vitamin A and copper load in beef kidney is about a quarter to 30% of the daily amount when you look at around four ounces of beef kidney. In beef kidney, you also get a very robust amount of the, vitam the B vitamins, thiamine, pyroxidine, niacin, pantothenic acid, quite robust levels of riboflavin and B12 cobalamin. Remember the B water-soluble vitamins in excess are much less likely to accumulate. And so even though there are higher amounts of B vitamins from kidney, you're again, by taking in kidney more often than maybe the liver, you're not worried as much about the mineral of copper that's so much more higher in liver and vitamin A. I typically consume three to four times a week, maybe four to five times a week kidney, and I do three to four ounces because it has a more balanced vitamin A copper load and it still gives me a lot of the great B vitamins and has a lot of the nutrients that I want. Number three is optimize your fat sources. When I first started on the carnivore diet, I was eating everything in tallow, butter, slow cooks with melted fat. It was delicious. The flavors were amazing, but my gut was a wreck. All those fats that were melted and processed were just putting havoc on me. The thing is the carnivore diet is a ketogenic diet. It's, it's heavy in fat. You want to dial it in so you get a sufficient amount of fat. The problem with the, with the carnivore diet when you do it this way, and I believe this is the problem when you do it with all these other like keto type high fat diets, is that people are putting in these processed fats. And what's happening is the fat is not slowly breaking down in their gut, but instead going into their stomach, going to their small intestine, passing through to their large intestine, where once it makes it there and it's not absorbed, it now mixes with water and you get to the end of your digestive tract where, as you can imagine, you're going to experience loose stool, you're going to have diarrhea, you're gonna have issues with your digestion. Now there's speculation on exactly what's going on here. Maybe we, need, we produce more bile salts when we eat the more natural forms of fat, um, but overall that's kind of the general picture of what's going on here. In my grocery shopping guide we linked below, I break down the different fat sources and I give you links with discounts to stuff that you can get. So if you wanna pick that up, it's down below as a great resource. But I'll just summarize by saying you have to master the art of sourcing real, unprocessed, unrendered fat sources. So for me, that means egg yolks, they work really well even though they are more liquid form. Getting raw suet and fat trimmings, whether that's pork fat, beef fat, 
lamb fat. When I was talking with the Strong Sisters on one of our earlier videos, one of the first things they do when they start working with someone who's first getting into carnivore is making sure they have procured a source for fat trimmings because it's a unique food item that's harder to get. Again, gut issues are a huge problem for a lot of people who are trying to optimize their fat and, and deal with the carnivore diet or the keto diet. And when you can optimize your fat sources and find these real unrendered natural forms of fat that were probably arguably evolved to consume, you are going to thrive. You're gonna get great energy from them. You're not gonna have any gut issues and you're going to feel fantastic. And that's it. Focus on your quality of food. Focus on dialing in your organ meats so that you're getting the right amount of nutrients but not too much of any of them. And optimize your fat sources so that you can get the raw, real sources that are not going to cause the GI issues. As I mentioned before, the link below to the grocery shopping guide will give you all these and it'll break down kind of which ones are in what categories. And we even have some discount codes and links to specific places I source from. But even if you don't grab that, you can still use this video as a reference. These are the more kind of intermediate to advanced pro tips to kind of really dial in your micronutrients, your fat, and your quality of food, which is gonna really feed you from like that 80 percentile up above the 90 percentile in terms of how you feel. If you found this video helpful, hit that comment button, share, like, comment below, and let me know if you think I've missed a major pro tip on the more advanced carnivore moves. And I, as always, will see you on the next video. Let's get optimized.